Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. I'm Jessica Wright, sharing a thought for the day with you. I love hanging out and sharing my heart with all of you. It is an honor to be a part of this with my friends. And I just, I love to share my journey. Like I've said, hopefully that it helps you in your journey, in your walk with the Lord. Or if you're curious and are, and want to learn to walk with the Lord. And so that's my heart in all of this. And this past year has been, for me personally, just a time of opening up deeper and going deeper in my relationship with the Father and knowing even more so the facets of His love for me and for all of us and how beautiful it is and finding my beloved identity in Him. And I mean, I've lived my whole life in in church and learning things of of God, of Yahweh. And, you know, it, it took a while as a kid, even though it was being, it was being poured into me, it took a while for it to click. And then suddenly I began to see it and it became life to me. And I'm seeing that happen in my teenagers. And it's so cool to watch. And I've, I've shared that with you guys many times about seeing them come alive and just start to have that relationship, that deep relationship with Yahweh and everything that He is. And it's just exciting to be cheering them on in it. And with my youngest, I'm just trying to facilitate that place, that that frequency for him to just be able to be the seer that he is. And I've shared this, how he, as a baby, or he was probably two and I would be rocking him in the rocking chair and he'd be like, here comes, here he comes talking about his angels and all this stuff. And it would like freak me out a little bit, but I encouraged it in him of for him to see because I knew that he wasn't far removed from the throne room. And I just, you know, wanted to keep that open. But it's so crazy how easily kids can become desensitized. And especially today with everything that's available. And even with me being a protective mom, I still feel like in some ways he's become desensitized to some things. And so I'm just trying to bring that out of him so that he always knows who he is and who the father is in him. And so in this journey of just going like this process for me this past year, because it was a year ago this weekend that my dad decided that he was going to retire and that everything was shifting over and changing. And that was my 40th birthday. Now I'm 41 and I feel younger. I I love being with the young people and I just love to have fun and I love for people to laugh and to be happy. And yeah, so I will always be goofing around, dancing and singing all of my life. So it doesn't matter how old I am. So I choose to believe I'm even younger. But it is weird if I think about it because I do not feel like I'm 41. <laughs> but but yeah, I am. And a year ago, things totally changed in my life. And, and I've shared that with you guys. And I, I'm just so thankful for 
I'm thankful for always growing in my relationship with the father and never just feeling like I've arrived or like, okay, well, I guess this is it because we can always go deeper and I love it. And so we've just been going so deep into just beloved identity and his love for us and how how deep and how vast that is. That's mysterious too. You know, that's just, it's just incredible. And so we've gone really deep in that and just the perspective, how we don't have to strive anymore. There is no striving in him. And I've realized things in my life that were probably out of balance or were out of balance. Even when I was doing the work of the Lord, that doesn't mean that you've got everything right <laughs> and figured out. I've been in ministry for a long time uh, for my age. I had 24, 25 years. So um, I'm not even sure if I'm counting that right, but it's something like that. <laughs> um, I started young, and but there's always just so much more just to learn, and I love it. And we were talking... So this weekend, we're having our reunion services, and it's the beginning of every month at our church on a Friday night and Saturday night. People come from all over the United States and sometimes world, and they come, and we just spend a whole weekend just going for it, for the presence of God and whatever He wants to do in that. And every service is different. Sometimes it's it's wild, and it's just crazy fire, and then sometimes it's, it's emotional, it's deep, and you know, I've experienced all of it in this. And last night was something different. We had our first one of the weekend last night. And, oh, worship was awesome. We were worshiping. and It was so cool. We get into this part where it starts getting instrumental. And I had been leading. And I was standing with two of my other friends that were leading worship also. And we were just kind of not on the microphone, just singing this melody. And I thought it was just two of us singing it. And then all of a sudden I realized, whoa, because we weren't singing it in the microphone, but I, there were all the young people were down front and, and older people too. And all of a sudden, like I say about 60% of them were singing this same melody with us and it sounded like even more it was just angelic there was something special happening in the room right then right there and it was crazy because at first I wanted to stop and just listen but I felt that joining in with a host of angels and I wanted to be a part of that with that angelic presence and because we were singing about how you know, we've made a table for you and we've made this this place for you. You know, Father, we want to host your presence. And so he starts showing up. <laughs> and uh, and we have to, we were singing about before we make space and we make room for you. And then you have to do that. So you have to make the space. And, and we did. And, you know, you don't just sing about it and move on. Like you literally make that space and you wait and then things start shifting and changing and it's it's just wild and crazy. So we had an incredible time in worship, but Damon who is our um who is lead here, he is our our spiritual father here. He shared something very personal and um I I can share it because he shared it and it's going to be released anyway, so but 
you know, many, many years ago, um, probably about 13, 12 years ago, these dates, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th, were huge for him in his walk with the Father and how it started off with really dark days of a dark day of feeling like he couldn't go on any further and feeling like, in his words, a piece of trash. And, you know, just with things he, but he didn't see the father in the way that he is, you know, he had been preaching for many years and um, did very well in that, but he had a different viewpoint, a distorted viewpoint of who the father, who Abba is. And, but in that it was dark place. And I'm just kind of giving a very rough, you can go find the podcast, but uh, the Homestead Mobile, but um very rough summary of what he said because it was so he felt like he's never like really shared shared the story of it and he felt like it was time last night to share with everyone some things that happened to him through this and he said the first day was dark and he felt like a piece of trash he felt worthless and then the second day the light was coming in you know and the light he said a lot about this about how the light exposes shame. But the thing is, is that Yahweh didn't give us shame. The light is exposing something that needs to to come out, to be, light needs to be shed on it. And that's because of his love for us. And he was referencing something and it's just, it just went off in my spirit about Adam and Eve. And he was talking about just the different you know, um, the viewpoint of them in the garden. But the biggest part to me that was said last night was that Adam and Eve decided to hide themselves. And it says, you know, the father is like, where are you? I mean, it's not like he didn't know. <laughs> it's not like Yahweh didn't know where they were. Where are you hiding? I don't see you, even though I know everything. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like he's like, where are you? Like, where, where's your heart? Like, what, what are you doing? You know, where are you? Like, searching. Because what's so crazy is even though they sinned, they went against the words that were spoken specifically to them. Okay, so they, like, did this ultimate sin, you know, against him, against the Father. When they had everything with him, they were given this special communion and then you know, almost gave it up in their minds. And, but what's crazy is, is that he knew what they did. You know, he knew that the sin had come, but he still showed up for the walk. He still showed up for the walk in the garden because he wasn't coming there to throw hail, fire, and brimstone because they made this terrible decision. He already knew that was going to happen, but he showed up for the walk. And then when they tried to put leaves on them, then he said, if you need to be clothed and covered, then I'll help you cover. And then he gave them the skin to cover. You know, he is just a different perspective of him loving us no matter what and him still showing up for the walk. And that's what Damon was saying. Even in that darkest night, in that darkest hour, he felt he felt Abba, Father God, show up to just walk and commune with him because that's what he wants from us. 
And that just hit me so hard, you know, how no matter what, he shows up for the walk. He wants to walk in the garden with us, in the garden that we've been walking in and communing in. And I'm just, I'm thankful for that. It's funny, one of my friends messaged me today, actually Damon's wife messaged me and some other ladies and said, what a beautiful day for a walk. Now, I immediately was like, oh, that's so good. It took me like it went off in my spirit because it's true. What a beautiful day for a walk in the garden with a father. But it is also an actual beautiful day here. (laughs) Um, It has been very hot and humid already. We're at the beginning of March and it's already acting like it's trying to be summer. So today we woke up and it felt a little cool and breezy. It felt like normal spring weather and the humidity was low because we have very high humidity here. And I was like, wow, I took that spiritually, but it's also physically too, you know, both of it together of what a beautiful day for a walk in the garden. And I just feel that in his heart so much, you know, he could force, he could have forced us to already be in communion with him, or he could have forced us to already know him. But that's the beauty of it all is that he doesn't force any of it. He wants it to be in our heart. He's just waiting. He shows up for the walk, waiting for us. And he prepares a place for us. He's always prepared a place for us. And we're we're starting to take on that responsibility of preparing a place for him, preparing our garden for him and making it beautiful in those days of communion as you walk through the garden together. And I believe that perhaps Adam and Eve just didn't see Father Abba, God, in the perspective of who he really was and is. And that even in their sin, that he still showed up for the walk. And when they chose and felt like they needed to be covered, then he helped cover them, covered them in his love. And that's just, and of course, there's, um, you have to face consequences of things. You know, everything's not just, oh, lovey-dovey, but his love is in all aspects of everything. And that is the most important part of him is his love and his love for us our love for him as we're discovering even more of who he is and in the mystery of his beautiful love. So I encourage you today to not give up whatever place you're in, or maybe you were in a place like that many years ago. Maybe you're in that place right now where you feel worthless and I feel like trash, but that's not truth. That There's a higher truth than that, that he sees treasure in you and he shows up and he wants to go on a walk with you in the garden. And maybe your garden you feel is pretty drab and not very pretty. But as you put some time and in that communion with him, it will start to blossom and grow because he just wants to commune with you. So have a wonderful day and take a walk in the garden with the one who loves you most. Shalom.